as a lot of people are asking about last January's uh, level of protest that took place in Washington, D.C., and a lot of people have been charged with wrongdoing over what happened there. There are also questions about certain things and events that occurred during that time. And these questions were asked of people in government, particularly they were asked by them to members of law enforcement. Some of those questions keep cropping up and they don't seem to end nicely. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 7th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, Did any FBI agents FBI or agents confidential or informants confidential actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes, yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well, there are a lot of people who are understandably very concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered, and there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, fed, 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 fed. The Sandberg with Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day, Next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Questions. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Thanks for holding this hearing. I would hope that as we discuss violent extremism, that one thing that we could all agree on is that it is wrong and dangerous for any political actor and certainly any executive administration to try to leverage the threat of violent extremism to mislead Congress, to go after political opponents, or to threaten the speech and First Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens. But unfortunately, that is exactly what the Biden administration has done. And we have new insight into that today because of the actions of a patriotic whistleblower who contacted my office along with Senator Grassley a short time ago and provided to us documents from the Department of Homeland Security relating to that agency's disinformation board that Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas testified about sitting right there just a few weeks ago 
But according to the documents that I have in my hand here that Senator Grassley and I have now made public, the testimony that Secretary Mayorkas gave to this committee, under oath, I might add, was in many respects deeply misleading. Deeply misleading. And the information we've now learned about the administration's efforts to track and censor American speech is deeply shocking. And I'd like to take a moment to go through with this whistleblower who I thank for that person's patriotism to go through what these documents disclose. You know, Secretary Mayorkas said that the efforts of the department with the disinformation board were new in response to my questions about whether there were documents, meetings, meeting uh, minutes, uh, other documents related to the disinformation board. Uh, he suggested that there weren't any because the board hadn't met. Well, in fact, we now know that the Department of Homeland Security began working on standing up this board as early as last year in a memorandum dated September 13th, 2021. The Undersecretary of DHS writes to the Secretary, to Mayorkas, about the need for the disinformation board. And here's the interesting thing. They explicitly cite domestic violent extremism as a reason to stand up the censorship board, but it quickly goes far beyond that. In the same paragraph, they talk about the need for this disinformation board to monitor and to counter so-called disinformation about the COVID vaccine, about people who are raising questions about the efficacy of masks, about people who are raising questions about the origins of COVID. So in other words, the Department of Homeland Security is contemplating a disinformation board that will track the speech of Americans and classify it as disinformation if you raise a question about the COVID vaccine, about the origins of COVID, about the efficacy of masks, which by the way, this administration has reversed itself on numerous times. The documents go on. The disinformation board is necessary, this memorandum says, because of those who question election integrity, because of those who have questions about January 6th. So now we get to the nub of it. We see that in fact, this disinformation board from the beginning was meant to track and go after political speech that this administration did not favor. And for an executive department to do that, and frankly, to mislead this committee about it, is deeply, deeply disturbing, and it's wrong. I mean, it's just plain wrong. As we look through the documents, you see that what the secretary told the committee about the disinformation board's operation is just not true. He repeatedly told this committee that the disinformation board would be just a working group, just a working group. That's not what the documents say. There is a charter, a proposed charter, that the secretary himself signed personally on February 24th, 2022, that describes the disinformation board as having the authority to set up guidelines it has governance authority over how the department will classify what is disinformation, over what the response to disinformation should be, over who is doing what in terms of counter, so countering disinformation, which remember includes questions about COVID or questions about election integrity or questions about masks. The idea that this is just a working group is frankly completely contradicted by the documents that the whistleblower turned over to us and that the secretary himself signed. And can I just say again, for the secretary to sit in that chair and tell me that he wasn't really aware of any documents related to 
the disinformation board, when he has personally signed charters, when he has personally reviewed memoranda dating back months, is misleading at best. There's also information in these documents about attempted coordination, planned coordination by the disinformation board with the big tech monopolies. There are meeting notes here, proposed plans of actions for members of the disinformation board, members of the administration to meet with big tech executives to discuss sharing information about disinformation and tracking analytics of American citizens who are using the big tech's the big tech companies' platforms and engaging in so-called misinformation. This is a big tech administration alliance to track speech. It's here in the documents. Now, I asked Secretary Mayorkas if there had been any contact with the big tech companies. He said he wasn't aware of any. I sent a letter following his testimony to Secretary Mayorkas, putting this question to him directly. And interestingly, the department's Draft responses to my letter are also in these documents. Now, I'll say for the record, he has not yet, the department has not yet officially responded, but their draft responses are here in the whistleblower documents, and they continue the misleading half-truths. They continue in those documents to characterize this as a working group, false. They say, I say, has the DHS conferred with any private social media company in the operation of this board? They repeat the idea that the, that the board is merely an internal working group, and then they say the creation of the board, the creation of the board was not discussed with any external entities. That's because we now know that they were discussing the operation of the board with big tech companies. They were seeking to partner and get analytics on law-abiding Americans. Mr. Chairman, my time has nearly expired. I, I would ask unanimous consent that my letter with Senator Grassley, along with the attachments, be entered into the record. Without objection. We haven't reviewed any of those documents, but uh, without objection. This is, this is startling information. This committee needs to hold a hearing to follow up on the testimony that the Secretary gave on the inconsistencies that we now find in these documents and on, frankly, this administration's concerted efforts to mislead the American public about its own attempts to track and censor and, frankly, punish American speech which is deeply antithetical to the First Amendment, deeply antithetical to our constitutional principles, and deeply wrong. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> Finally, for this episode, we, we, we came to the end with uh, what we started out in the beginning and basically uh, told you about, and that is that Joe Biden's approval rating among independents has fallen to such a negative position that the Buchanan family, according to uh, Steve Bannon and uh, his guest on his show, War Room, uh, on his podcast, he, he was talking about it earlier, how, how, how it's gotten so bad for uh, Biden as far as popularity goes or approval rating goes. He's down to 28%. He's down to 28% on average, basically. And the worst thing that has happened is 56% of independents these are not Democrats, these are not Republicans, these are not donors, these are just your average voter. 56% of independents, which is slowly becoming the majority voter in the country, are just fed up with how the Democrats are running things, drag queens showing their junk in classrooms to children. You know, I mean, come on, I'm happy I have no kids in elementary school anymore. 
uh, you know, I mean, this this is just ridiculous what some of these teachers unions are doing, because you know, they they realize that eventually, if morality comes back to any level of distinction that it used to be, and there's a very high possibility of that. We saw that after 9-11, people started going back to church, people started, you know, restoring their faith and all that. All it takes is one bad thing, poop, and it's there. The only thing they did with COVID was they blocked people from their churches, you know, and they and they said, oh, it'd be bad for you, you'll get sick if you go to church. And that's what the Democrats did. But they didn't realize that, oh, you know, those streaming platforms, well, the pastors and the uh, priests and the rabbis can now go directly and use this technology so that they don't have to go to temple, they don't have to go to church, they don't have to go to the mosque. They can be at home and in the privacy of their own home and even well beyond what they normally would do uh, with you know a weekly uh, church service. They're not, they're not attending these services daily. And so they have to come out with surveys and say, oh no, that's not true. But if you look at the Gallup poll, the Gallup poll says basically, the vast majority of Americans are upset that morality has fallen to such a level that they blame the lack of prosecution, the lack of accountability, the lack of responsibility by people in government for certain things, like Joe Biden. And that's why this poll is so important to listen to. We'll talk about the other poll in a while. I'm Mike of New York. Here's uh, Steve Bannon, without permission. Uh, from his show War Room. You can also listen to that. It's on most podcast sites. You got to search for it though. But I got more breaking news just broke on Yahoo. Uh, Biden disapproval. This is Yahoo news. So this is not Gateway Pundit. Biden disapproval hits new high as more Americans say they would vote for Trump. How hard do you think it was for Katie Couric and the Yahoo people to write that thing? The uh, Trump leads Biden 44-42 in their poll, but wait for the the approval disapproval. This is unbelievable. It's uh, his disapproval now is at 56 percent. This is a Yahoo poll. 56 percent disapprove. Only 39 percent approve of Biden in the in the YouGov uh, poll. Okay, it's the YouGov. I think it's the Economist YouGov poll. Oh no, it's a it's a Yahoo News YouGov poll. 56 percent to 39. But wait for it. We always tell you. Wait for the proxy of independence, okay? And Yahoo's got the joke, because the next paragraph they go, oh, wow. Among, and I want you to wait for this. This is historic. Can I get a drum roll? This has never happened before. This is historic. In the Yahoo YouGov poll, two-thirds of it, 64% of independents disapprove of by 20, I told you, if we get a two-hand on this, 20%. Ladies and gentlemen, that is lower than Nixon. When Nixon's walking to the helicopter, at Watergate, he's walking to the helicopter across the South Lawn. He wasn't at 28 percent with the with the independents. I think he still was like at 30. Overall, I think he was 35, 36, still 30. That's lower than Nixon. Joe Biden is on a path to be worse. The Buchanan family is calling up every day. The Biden's best thing ever happened to him. Millard Fillmore and Buchanan's family are saying, "Hey, we got somebody's going to take Millard's now going to be third. Buchanan's going to be second. And I'm not lying there, we're Brad. Holy, these are numbers. Ladies, audience, you did this. We told you we killed it in the crib. They're holding it. They want to send me to prison for saying that. Send away, baby. Hey, that's okay. I don't care. I get 64% of independence 
people that don't are not MAGA and don't relate to the Republican Party Democrats, 64% disapprove of what you guys are doing, 28%. This is done. The stake is in the vampire. Now